0: Welcome to episode one of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Lorenzo. And in this episode, we are talking with Chris Schlenkerman, a real estate agent, real estate agent trainer, and team leader with Remax Crossroads out of Rocky River. We'll talk with Chris about his role as a real estate agent trainer and team leader, how he got into those roles, and his advice for new and experienced real estate agents on how they can be more successful going into 2023. Make sure to take some notes, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues, and leave us five stars on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Enjoy the show. All right, good morning. We are here with Chris Schlenkerman on the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast, the first episode. So um, Chris, thanks so much for being on the podcast.
1: Yeah, it's awesome to be here. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to start off. um, Let's just start off by you know introducing yourself. uh, Who do you work for? How long you been in business? um, Volume optional, et cetera. Uh, Sure thing.
1: Yeah. So my name's Chris Schlenkerman. I'm currently working with Remax Crossroads Brokerage, and I've been doing this for this is my 20th year. And uh, right now. I've been running a team for about five or so years. And, you know, as far as a uh, production reference, we average about 200 transactions a year. I think we've been in the average around 50 million a year. Um, definitely had a high year, a couple high years before that. And I'm probably going to drop below that this year. But, right. you know, I, um, anyway, so I, I would just say on average between 200 transactions, and about 50 million. Nice. How many people on your team? Um, we've got right now, I've got about 15 or 16. We had about three or four people add on recently. Um, So I've had a good core group of 10 to 12 from the beginning, and we've grown a few over over time. So we've got a nice blend of of people as far as experience level and that sort of thing.
0: Awesome. Cool. So, um, you know, you've been in the business for a little bit of time or we'll say a lot of it, but um, What do you? I guess you know. A good question. I like to ask real estate agents is like, what do you love about being a real estate agent? Like, what's your why?
1: Well, the why is funny because I never. If you told me 20 years ago I'd be a real estate agent, I would have laughed in your face. Um, I. <clears throat> it was something that was suggested by somebody else, and um, I just saw that it was like some sort of a salesman, you know, door to door sleazy. Yeah. Well, I'm there anyway. Um, So I really didn't see myself in any sort of a sales position or career. But as I tried it, um, I learned why I loved it so much. And it's, it was able, like, it was able to encompass so many different things that I would have never even guessed about like, you know, sales is really, to me, and what I try to teach people sales isn't about pushing people into doing things they may not want to do. It's about being knowledgeable and having resources and having the know-how to get them where they want to go or what they want to get. So what I really, so I what I love about it is a helping people. Actually, I know it's very cliche, but that is a great part of it: helping yeah. people and helping one. But there are so many facets to it. Like you can be creative. You can know the financial stuff. You can learn the economics of it, and yeah. it's never the same. So it's never boring. It might be frustrating. It's very exciting, but it's fresh and it's different, and it keeps you sharp if you let it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I guess, you know, you know, you never really knew that you were going to get into real estate. I mean, what so how'd you go from being, you know, going from real estate, just real estate to now team leader and trainer?
1: Um, so when I first got my license, it was a suggestion of a friend who knew a friend that had an office and that sort of thing. So I felt comfortable trying it yeah. amongst my other jobs. So I didn't really feel committed to it or stuck. And, you know, as I grew to like it probably over the first Three or so years, three or four years, um, you know, put more time and effort toward it. Saw there was a future for me, and um, you know, I was kind of checking things out, exploring options. Now that I realized this might be something I liked, and one of the things that kind of coincidentally happened was uh, a management position opened up at at an office, and I interviewed and got it and so awesome. yeah. i went from just being an agent with you know i was doing pretty good for a couple of years in and it was also you know right before the recession of 08 yeah. of um so mm-hmm. then i got into a management position which kind of forced me into um you know leading others and that was a natural you know that just felt like a natural place to be for me and i enjoyed you know assisting people teaching them how to do it. So for about 12 years after that, um, I held a management position. And then long story short, I felt, you know, it was time to go on to my own and do and have a management role and do the things I was doing the way I wanted to do them in a way that I loved real estate. So um, I kind of it just naturally progressed from management into managing a group within my own, you know, of, of my own, if you will.
0: Right. Awesome. Cool. So, you know, working with, you know, working with different agents all the time um, and obviously a lot of agents on your team, what would you say are some of the bigger challenges that you and your team are facing right now?
1: Absolutely. Um, The general question is everyone, no matter what market you're in, you need to see the big picture. Uh, Human beings and buyers and sellers and real estate agents, they all, they all seem to get caught up in a moment where they're only focusing on a minutiae of, of what's in front of them. And it and it blurs the entire big picture or the goal. And so right now, you know, so for the record, it's what September 29th, 2002, we are now in interest rates, you know, touching 7% or six months ago or so they were two and a half three percent So our, our biggest challenge right now is to, make buyers understand because buyers have pumped the brakes, actually they've slammed the brakes in some cases, yeah. where they're so focused on only that the, you know the detail of the interest rates going up that they've just basically said, nope, I'm out not going to buy you know, I had a three percent rate now it's up to seven. And so the challenge that we're facing with with that mentality is to get everyone to understand, hey, you know, it's seven percent today. A, that's not going to be forever. There's this thing called refinancing. I get it. It's not ideal, right. and I get that maybe some people just can't budget, or you got to shift your, you know, shift your focus. You know, maybe you're not going to get as as expensive of a house as you were before. But on the flip side of it, you know, six months ago, the same buyer who had maybe a three percent, you know, potential rate, they were making multiple offers going, you know, tens of thousands of tens of thousands of dollars over the asking price, 50,000, 80,000, hundred thousand even. And, you know, that didn't bother them because they had that 3% rate, but now you get that same house and maybe it's going to be $50,000 less than you would have six months earlier or, and you're going to be able to, you know, have better conditions for like inspections. So, you know, the big picture, it's like, okay, here, you know, not too long ago, you're ready to go 50 grand or more higher to get a property. Because you had a lower rate and you're okay with it, but now we're not looking at it because it's a higher rate and we get a lower price. So I think you know, as agents right. and and just the industry needs to say, let's stop focusing on just this rate because it's only one piece of the whole of the whole pie. Right. Um, so that is definitely you know. And then you know, if we if we can balance that out with our buyer sides, then you know, I think our listing inventory wouldn't be suffering either. So as a listing agent, you know, you might need to express that to the potential buyers that are either looking at the listing online or coming through the door and say hey you know what here we are you know we we recognize that this is a changing market but it's not total doomsday and maybe sellers can offer things like rate buy downs or whatever to ease some of that pain so if everyone just get off the you know focus on one part of the transaction the rate There'd probably be some you know some nice winners as far as buyers and sellers go. you know they can they can still make this happen
0: hundred yeah. percent. you know, it's funny because like i um I'm a loan officer. I have a um like I have this like breakdown that shows like something similar. It's like called the cost of waiting, and it's like basically like look, I know that you know you don't really want for rates to you know you don't want to buy a house right now where rates are super high, but if you think about it, you're actually it's better than waiting till next year. Rates might be even higher. Prices, you know, appreciation still is happening, so it's better to just to buy now. Start the clock on your appreciation for your house. Well, you sell. know,
1: and so, then and then you uh, you know throw in the whole rental aspect of it. Oh, you're gonna are you renting right now? So you're gonna spend twenty four yeah. thirty six thousand dollars putting into somebody else's equity instead of your own. And you know, it's just yeah. it, there's just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's a little painful right now because you wish it could be better, but we are always wishing it's better. And this is something that it's going to change again. Um, you know, you've got yeah. options. So, you know, it's,
0: yeah.
1: when people think of a home too much as, as an investment, then I think they really lose the big picture too. So, you know, there's all sorts yeah. of examples we can get. I mean, just as another quick example, in the the Cleveland urban market, we've got tax abatement on on certain properties. And some people are like, I'm not buying that house. It's not tax abated. I'm like, yeah, but the one you want to buy that's tax-abated is $300,000 more and the payment on this one with taxes will be less per month. Not to mention there are some benefits when you fill out your you know tax returns when you've actually paid property taxes. So again, let's look at the big right. picture because you're missing it right now. Yeah.
0: 100%, that makes a lot of sense. So I guess you know, with all that said that you just mentioned um, about looking at the bigger picture, what are you encouraging your agents and other agents to look at to be successful in this you know finishing up 2022 going into 2023
1: um this year you know going i feel like this is the time to prepare for 2023 um we've got to get yeah. the message out there all the things we just covered you know like hey you know it's not the end of the world and there are still a lot of options for people that are completely reasonable so you know i feel like the the, the damage is kind of done we've got to start rebuilding where it's at from where it's at and you know try and get the word out there cuz sometimes it takes a couple months to get people to hear what you're saying you got to say it a few times before they hear you before they listen and hear you um you know so within your own buyer you know within your own buyer connections and your own buyer clients make sure they that you don't just say it once but maybe 10 times um in different ways right and we don't know what 2023 is going to be like i'm you know i'm hoping that there's going to it seems like every time there's a rate hike People fall back and then they get comfortable with it in a couple of weeks and they start looking a little bit more. And then there's another rate hike and they fall back. So I mean, if we just get all these rate heights out of the way, hopefully by the end of the year and spring comes along, a little, you know, a little cabin fever will kick in. People will save a little bit of money, get I get comfortable with what it, it's gonna, what it is and what it's gonna be and what they need to consider. And so, you know, there might be a lot of prep talk. Between now and the beginning of next year, to really lay down a successful twenty twenty three.
0: Awesome, yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. Yeah, I think um, hopefully we get these rate hikes out of the way, mm-hmm. and um, we'll be we'll be a little yeah. bit better off. What 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 is, you think if there's like an agent listening right now who's like, hey, you know, I want to be I want to be a team leader, or like I want to be a trainer, I want to start a brokerage. What's the best recommendation that you have for them? Or what do you think, what are the sort of steps that they should take to,
1: to do that? Um, ask a lot of questions of a lot of people that are doing what you think you want to do, get their take on it. Um, there's there's too many variations within our industry. And you know the great thing about our industry is that there's so many options. And the worst thing about our industry and there's so many options in every category. So this is no exception. Uh, I do, you know, I do see people that come into the business and within their first year or two, you know, they're starting a team or calling themselves a team with people and more times than not, it tends to fall apart. You do need some experience. Um, you know, there's so much to learn in this industry that, that it doesn't hurt to, it doesn't hurt to be on a team yourself. Um, I don't think that's the answer for every single person, but but at the same time, that support is really important. You know, th- when you're getting started, and if your goal, whether you realize it today or later, if your goal is to start something of your own—a team, a group, an office, whatever—you um, know, you've got to you've got to have a good base. So if you don't know the intricacies of the market or the way that things work. And you've got other people relying on you, and you can't get through it yourself, or you don't have a clue. It's going to be disastrous. And then you know, reputations and things like that are going to make it difficult for you know the future, or to to crawl out of that. Um, you've got to look at you know, re- real estate agents. You know, are not good business people when it comes to their own business. Yeah, they're just kind of like you know well, I'd like to do more than I did last year. That's not really a plan. That's not a business plan. That's not, that doesn't really outline anything. So if they're not able to run themselves as a business individually, whether they're a sole agent on a team, I mean, no matter what your situation is, you are running a business. You need to see what's coming in. You need to control what's going out with your money so you know the other one of the things that if you're if you're an experienced agent and you're doing two million dollars of volume a year and you think you're gonna you know hire someone or pair up with someone to start forming a team that might not be enough volume and income to make that a reality quite honestly and there's many variations of that. i mean like maybe you're going to pair up with another agent that's also doing two or three million well you both have to pull together and you know do more than you did individually and as a group so you know if you're a team if you're a couple of people that do 2 million dollars in volume that's 1 million per person and that's not anything to brag about sorry didn't mean to be like that but the reality is you've got to you've got to really know and, and again look around to see what's going on to you know follow or ask questions of the people that are doing what you think you want to do but it's not it's not easy. And there's so many variations to it. I know there's a lot of people that seem to be following one, you know, example, because some team is doing it or some brokerage published a book and, you know, here's how it's done. And that doesn't work for everyone. So, um, you know, just know that you do have other options. And the word team is very kind of hate it to be honest with you but you know it's kind of abused it's overused i mean there's so many it's a marketing it's a marketing aspect you know we could we work as a team all the time as you know in individuals working with other individuals it's just it's more of a marketing thing there's also so there's the marketing side of it and then there's the accounting side of it and then there's the whole personality side of it. So you've got a lot to you know, if you're, to balance if you're when you're considering all these things. And know, it gets a retail store if it's, it's a, a, store, if it's, you awesome. know, a yeah, real estate so a group. You need to you need to know where their goals are. You need to know where their strengths uh, and their uh, weaknesses are. And you know, and you need to you also need to recognize that they may not. It's always be with you it's going to work for you um because, again, if i may you know say that one you know, thing i think is unique with what if, we, you, if you're managing people what we, we do in our setting. settings you know if it's you know, a retail store people that want you know, a real estate group. do what uh, i'm doing um, and you and so need so to help them you need to know to lead your group where their goals are we have like little mini know where their the their weaknesses are or what would you do here would you tell your team you know and you need to real i also need to recognize that they may not always not everyone's going to stay with you um if I may, you know, say you that one thing I think is at some unique point because them, they either want to grow on what their we own, do in our group is, Or maybe because they're running out. Know, I, I recognize right now people that want to do what. So, I'm as far doing. as the things and that I so control, if you're there to say, okay, grow. if you, if you people, want to lead your you group, need, group, need to understand that they may, may have a little mini sessions. group. What would you do in that situation? You know, What would you do here? What would you tell your team leader and help them? So, I think you have to recognize that. Not everyone's good relationship with you outside of. For different reasons. They're going to leave your office potentially at some point because they either want to grow on their recognize you know well, maybe so because they they're to be know you with someone that's going on done. you know that Whereas happens you're recruiting, too you know who so who as far is as what the things, things that we can control if you're there, there to their goals are, grow are, people you need to understand goals. that they may grow out of your group and that is a reality and you need to embrace that or maybe even help them reach that so that you know you have you maintain yeah. A good relationship. I, I've seen teams where of, you know they've had you know a lot of people leave lost. all at once, and, sure. um, so you really got to recognize you know it's, you know, you it's get to know people you, a little bit. how did you miss that? How, how did, did you recruit you know, who, who it is, what their strengths and weaknesses what are, are, what are, what their their are, are, what their goals are, what their long term and it's you and a couple others left over, and then the others are like, well, why are we here? you if you're not talking to your people regularly, then you're probably out of touch. And you know what I've seen teams where you know they've had hey a lot of people leave all once and you're, and, you're, you're here um, to be my minions i mean that's you know it's like how did you how did you not that see this coming when you've you know, got 12 people walking out the, the door, door so and it's you and a couple others left over and then the others are like well why are we here so yeah. you know you, if you're not talking to your people regularly then you're probably out of touch and, yeah. and you know what team doesn't mean you know hey i'm here to do all the business and you're 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 here to be my minions i mean that's that's not it at all, and that happens a lot, too. So yeah, I think awesome. ego 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 gets in the way a lot, so watch your ego.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess a good question is what are you are you currently bringing on agents on your team?
1: Um yeah, i would i I would interview people. I've got um, some folks coming in that are new. Um, I'm not opposed to talking with new agents, and uh, I you know i'm I'm also interested in experienced people that are looking to, improve or increase their sales or their techniques. Um, That's absolutely the case. Um, Yeah, for sure. Awesome.
0: Awesome. All right. So what's the best way that uh, anyone, real estate agents, consumers, buyers, sellers, anybody really can uh, reach out to you?
1: Oh, to reach me, um, well, phone number I'll give is 216-798-4100. I do have profiles on LinkedIn and Facebook and um, soon to be um, working on my YouTube stuff. So I'm trying to put together a library of small training videos for people, both consumers and agents to refer to, you know, in any specific situations that, you know, that I can get posted and made. So on YouTube, um, just look for my first and last name, Chris Schlenkerman. Last name is spelled S-C-H-L-E-N-K-E-R-M-A-N. Awesome.
0: Yeah. We'll throw that in like the, in the, uh, the about for the episode, um, so people can, you know, copy paste or look at it that way. Um, anyway, Chris, so I, I really appreciate you being on the podcast, man. It's been, um, you know, shared a lot of knowledge and I I really like, I guess, you know, the, this is a, this is an important thing. I think I I like the fact that this is the first episode that we're recording actually, um, really talking about what it takes to build a team, uh, the current market in, in Cleveland and, uh, and kind of what you're seeing. So, Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to, to talking to you soon and uh, getting to know you a little bit better.
1: All right. Thanks, Sebastian. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. If you're a real estate agent in the Cleveland and surrounding areas, reach out to us on Instagram at Podcast or send us an email at clerepodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow the podcast so you're notified of new episodes going forward. See you next time.